VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Crosstalk here on VCY America. It's going to be a news roundup day here today on Crosstalk, and we thank you for tuning in. Much taking place across this nation and around the world, and uh, we'll seek to keep you informed on a number of issues. Uh, Friends, we would need to do a news roundup every day in order to stay abreast of uh, so much more, but uh, there's a lot taking place, and uh, I trust that these programs help burden your heart further to uh, to keep our nation in prayer, to be praying for our nation's leaders. Scripture tells us to do that, you know, to uh, pray for those that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Uh, we also need to be engaged in our government as well. We have a stewardship. We're citizens of the United States of America. With that comes a stewardship uh, to be found faithful in that area of citizenship and where we are engaged in the matters that are around us, that we be salt in this time in which we live. And of course, as we so often emphasize the importance of sharing the good news of the gospel in these times as well, that is being light in this world. And uh, certainly we know it's a heart change that will uh, that will only bring this country around, uh, a heart change following after the Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to delve into a number of stories today, and I do want to start with a story that uh, really broke this morning that was uh, quite uh, a jaw-dropper for many, but uh, Ohio Republican Governor Mike DeWine had uh, banned uh, transgender transition surgeries today with an executive order that is on minors. The move comes just a week after he vetoed a bill that would have uh, banned the practice and required single-sex sports teams to be established at schools, colleges, and universities throughout the state. Well, that coming from the center square, but also the Daily Signal is telling us that he signed this emergency executive order uh, banning these transgender surgeries for minors just after he vetoed similar effects, but the bill that he vetoed would also have banned cross-sex hormones and so-called puberty blockers for children. You know, friends, this can leave lasting damage as well. The bill also would have addressed fairness in women's sports, an an issue that DeWine's order also does not address. Well, we understand that the Ohio lawmakers have called a special session uh, for the original legislation uh, coming together on January 10th next week to override the veto. Also from Red State, we find that a school shooting occurred in Iowa yesterday morning. We mentioned that. But according to reports, the shooter opened fire just before 8 a.m., injured uh, at least uh, some students. We know that uh, a student was killed as well, a tragic killing of a student. But uh, hours before the posting, there was uh, uh, the alleged shooter had posted on TikTok and uh, his social media His social media has largely been scrubbed already, but some were able to capture screenshots and videos of his online presence before that happened. And specifically, he had a pride flag in his TikTok bio, shared the transgender flag in his post, and has allegedly participated in a transgender Reddit group under the name of Dylan Pickles 1996. So there's more information coming out in regard to this shooting that occurred in Perry, Iowa. Well, friends, the Times of Israel tells us that the Hamas terror group fired at least 27 rockets at the south and center of the country in a barrage time from midnight as Israelis tried to celebrate the start of the new year. Yes, as the new year was ticking over, Hamas making his presence known once again with 27 rockets fired at Israel. Air defense systems intercepted 18, nine fell in open areas. Sirens, of course, sounded. Loud explosions from the intercepts boomed throughout the sky over Tel Aviv. The armed wing of Hamas claimed responsibility for the attack. In an English-language post to its ex-feed, the Israeli Defense Forces wrote, New Year, Same Hamas Terrorism. While 129 Israelis are still being held captive by Hamas in Gaza, Hamas also decided to start 2024 by launching a barrage of rockets at Israel. The IDF said there's no Happy New Year until they are all home. 
From FoxNews.com, the Israeli Defense Forces announced Monday the killing of a Hamas commander who took part in the terrorist group's invasion of Israel on October 7th. In a post on X, the IDF said it eliminated uh, Adil Mizma. The post, uh, what Jerusalem Post reported that Mizma had led terrorists into the kibbutz, directed gunmen, a gunman to devastate the kibbutz communities. Uh, the IDF said Mizma was killed in Israeli Air Force strike with help from troops on the ground. Israel National News reporting that Salah El Arori, the deputy chairman of Hamas's political bureau, killed in an explosion in southern Beirut on Tuesday. El Arori was considered the number two of the terrorist organization responsible for terrorist activity in Judea and Samaria. Also, the National Review is reporting that Israel began withdrawing thousands of troops from Gaza as prolonged fighting is expected to continue into, uh, uh, into this year, of course. In a Monday statement, the Israeli Defense Forces said five brigades consisting of several thousand troops are being taken out of the Gaza Strip over the coming weeks for training and rest. The decision marks the first significant military drawdown since the October 7th terrorist attack on Israel. Jihad Watch is also reporting that uh, uh, Ismail Haniyeh, the leader of the Palestinian resistance group, uh, Hamas's political bureau, said that they are open to the idea of a national unity government to run the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, saying we are open to all national components to rebuild our national reference under the umbrella of the PLO democratically in, in addition to agreeing to a national government for the West Bank and Gaza. The Gaza Strip and West Bank have been politically divided since 2007. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu opposes the return of the Ramallah-based Palestinian Authority to the Gaza Strip following this uh, current Israeli war. Okay, from FoxNews.com, the uh, ISIS is claiming responsibility for the suicide bomb attacks in Iran this week. Fox News Digital has learned. By the way, if you recall, Israel was first blamed for this. Israel was blamed for this. But uh, now ISIS is taking responsibility. ISIS claims to have orchestrated the double suicide bomber attack at the memorial to this deceased Iranian military official, Qassam Soleimani. The, the explosion killed at least 103 people, wounded up to 141 additional. From Newsmax.com, more than a dozen nations have issued an ultimatum to Yemen's Iranian-backed Houthis after the militant group fired two anti-ship ballistic missiles in the southern Red Sea. Ongoing Houthi attacks in the Red Sea are illegal, unacceptable, and profoundly destabilizing, read the statement by the U.S., Britain, and other key allies. Houthis will bear the responsibility of the consequences should they continue to threaten lives, the global economy, and the free flow of commerce in the region's critical waterways. From News Nation, uh, the TSA is monitoring a potential terror threat against the U.S. from an affiliate of al-Qaeda known as the AQAP. The group has released alarming videos online calling for attacks on U.S. airlines, prominent figures, and iconic locations. The AQAP, identified as al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, posted videos this week urging terrorist actions on global flights, Times Square, and New York City subway. The content includes specific calls for attacks on Jewish and Western targets, singling out American, British, and French airlines. This is a news roundup here on Crosstalk. The Washington Free Beacon, over 100 anti-Israeli protesters, shut down the California Assembly on Wednesday during its first legislative session of the year. Lawmakers are facing a massive $68 billion deficit and uh, lots of uh, homelessness, lots of crime that they're having to deal with. Well, uh, Joe Patterson, a GOP assemblyman, said we all knew something was up when hundreds of people fled or filed into the galleries with face coverings. The protesters flooded the balconies overlooking the assembly chamber early Wednesday afternoon, ahead of the call to order, and most refused to stand for the prayer or the Pledge of Allegiance. The Speaker Pro Tempore Jim Wood launched into business of the day, but protesters began singing ceasefire now, drowning the legislators out as they tried to speak. Uh, the Wood uh, rebuked them as being disruptive. They finally had to call a recess, took a short break, and dismissed lawmakers for the day. The Patriot Light in reports that hundreds of godless Marxist and pro-Palestinian protesters took over historic Boston Common on New Year's Eve this year. 
chanting Biden, Biden, pick a side, ceasefire, or genocide. From the center square, interesting story here as we go to the border now. As another Republican congressional delegation arrived in Eagle Pass, Texas Wednesday to hold another news conference and meet local residents, many Texans living at the border say they are fed up. They are fed up and want Congress to shut down the border. If Congress continues to use taxpayer dollars to fund policies that facilitate the border crisis, they argue Congress is complicit in creating it and a national security threat. Wednesday's meeting, led by the U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson, proceeds, uh, uh, precedes a congressional hearings scheduled this month about the border crises and efforts to impeach the Department of Homeland Security as uh, Secretary Mayorkas. Congress has not yet agreed to the $13.6 billion request from the president to fund border enforcement and, and migration management. This includes hiring more judges and asylum staffers to expedite the screening process to release yet even more people into the United States. Well, Kinney County Attorney Brent Smith told the Center Square that Kinney County, a small Texas border community, was the first Texas county to declare an invasion. So far, 47 Texas counties have. Over 60 have issued disaster declarations citing the border crisis. Congress can stop this invasion right now with the power of the purse, Smith said. Our government is funding this invasion with our tax dollars. It needs to stop. We don't know who is coming in. The National Review reports that the Justice Department is suing Texas over Governor Abbott's new law that authorizes state authorities to arrest and deport illegal immigrants, arguing the Lone Star State is overstepping its bounds by implementing an immigration policy, which only the federal government has the authority to do so. Well, federal government, you need to do so then. Uh, Washington Stand reports with December's record-breaking migration crossings as, as a backdrop, This show of force, as many are calling it, aims to put more pressure on the White House to negotiate and reforms in real faith. Life along the border is turned upside down, said Congressman Tony Gonzalez of Texas. And that's exactly what the speaker and my colleagues are going to see. Republicans who know that they have the upper hand tying border reforms to the less popular Ukraine aid are dangling even more drastic measures before the president after seeing Eagle Pass, including a government shutdown. No more money for this bureaucracy of this, of this government until you've brought the border under control, said Andy Biggs of Arizona. Shut the border down or shut the government down. The Daily Mail reports that Republicans are taking the first steps now to formally impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for his handling of this southern border crisis. DailyMail.com confirmed that the first impeachment hearing into Mayorkas uh, will be held by the House Homeland Security Committee Next week, that's going to be taking place on July, or rather January the 10th. Okay, and also uh, Washington Times is reporting that uh, the District of Columbia preparing for the country's biggest experiment yet with non-citizen voting, which has been on the books for nearly a year, will go live in its first election in 2024. Jurisdictions across the country are testing the waters for allowing non-citizens, including illegal immigrants, in many cases, to cast ballots in local elections. Friends, we've got more information. By the way, next week on Crosstalk, uh, Mark Krikorian from the Center for Immigration Studies is scheduled to be with us here. I believe that's next Thursday, so lots of more information coming up on border-related issues. But we'll be back with more of our news roundup right after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, another heavy question. Is it true that some evolutionists actually claim that there's an evolutionary justification for rape? Yes, indeed, Chris. As disgusting and far-fetched as it may sound, evolutionists claim that rape has its basis in evolutionary survival of the fittest. In evolution, the two main goals are survival and reproduction. That organism which can reproduce the most, pass its genes on to the greatest extent, is the one that's most fit. Thus, rape has its justification. If man is an evolved animal, this must be right for us, too. But, Chris, animal behavior should not be the model for human behavior. Humans were created in the image of God and are obliged to abide by His law. His design was one man for one woman for life, and that back-to-Genesis truth is the only one that will work. 
For more information, visit our website at icr.org. It's a News Roundup Day here on Crosstalk. Our thanks to Sandy for putting together our stories today, getting them all ready for us. And uh, also to Cheryl on the phones today and uh, Dennis in the control room. So glad for uh, the team here at VCY and all working behind the scenes to make this possible. Well, friends, we're also grateful for the many stations that are picking up uh, Crosstalk and airing it, keeping you informed. And uh, we would encourage you to contact your local station that brings you Crosstalk and tell them thank you for keeping you informed on critical issues impacting our nation. We appreciate uh, the managers of these stations and program directors making Crosstalk available. And and uh, you would uh, just uh, you can certainly show your gratitude to them by contacting them, supporting your local station, saying thank you for Crosstalk. Well, friends, we know it's, uh, it's happening with the elections again, and here we go again. The Federalist.com is reporting a far-left Madison-based judge has struck another blow against election integrity in Battleground, Wisconsin, a swing state expected to play a pivotal role in deciding November's presidential election. Dane County Circuit Court Judge Ryan Nesestuan, who previously served as Democrat Governor Tony Evers' top attorney, well, he has sided with the leftist League of Women Voters of Wisconsin in a ruling that would allow local elections officials to correct or cure absentee ballots with missing or incorrect information. The ruling issued Tuesday collides with the conservative Waukesha County Circuit Court opinion in 2022 that found Wisconsin Elections Commission guidance allowing curing of absentee ballot envelopes defied state election law. Judge Michael uh, uh, this would be Abrahamian at the time prohibited the WEC from providing any advice or guidance that municipal clerks or other local election officials have the duty or ability to modify or add information to absentee ballot certifications. Outrageous, folks. Outrageous. Here we have a, a, a judge, a former, former uh, serving, uh, you know, under a top attorney for the governor, Democratic governor. One who is uh, adamant here in vetoing any aspect of uh, election integrity legislation, uh, in my opinion, um, and now has ruled that uh, that uh, election officials can do what they call, quote, curing ballots. Okay, FoxNews.com, Harvard University President uh, Claudine Gay resigned Tuesday marking a cataclysmic failure of the leftist orthodoxy that has consumed higher education in recent decades, uh, said two leading academics. Uh, What we see here is an example of uh, the final corruption of our most elite institutions, said former U.S. Department of Education Secretary William Bennett. Damage to America's oldest and long, its, its most prestigious university could have ripple effects on wider society, Bennett indicated. Uh, Gay became the focus of nationwide controversy in December when she refused to condemn anti-Semitism on Harvard's campus when she was questioned before Congress. And uh, by the way, she's also been plagued with multiple plagiarism allegations as well. Uh, She, uh, according to Newsmax.com, will be reset to the Harvard faculty as a political science professor but continued to be paid a salary in excess of $850,000. And the Washington Free Beacon tells us that New York Congressman Jamal Bowman, in his Tuesday night social media post, labeled those who highlighted Gay's apparent plagiarism as, quote, fascists who bullied a brilliant and historic black woman into resignation. From Just the News... A Biden political appointee to the Education Department stepped down in protest of the administration's response to Israel's conflict in Gaza and the latest sign of Democratic dissent dissent over the war, saying, I cannot stay silent as this administration turns a blind eye to the atrocities committed against innocent Palestinian lives and what's leading human rights experts have called a genocidal campaign by the Israeli government. End of quote. That's, uh, That's not my words. That's his, Tariq Habash. Palestinian-American who served as a special assistant for nearly three years, sent in his resignation letter Wednesday to the Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. Uh, we understand also on Wednesday, 17 anonymous Biden re-election campaign staffers wrote a letter published on the medium calling for the president to demand and work toward an immediate permanent ceasefire. Wow, very interesting indeed. 
Okay, let's uh, go to Jihad Watch. If that's not enough to convince you, Ray Epps is a government employee and and, uh, a deep state agent provocateur. Consider this. Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, who never told anyone to go into the Capitol, got an 18-year sentence for his role in the alleged, and putting in quotes, insurrection. Ray Epps, meanwhile, who's been recommending to serve just six months, despite being captured on video on January 5th, saying, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to go to jail for it, okay? He didn't. Tomorrow we need to go into the Capitol, into the Capitol. Well, the people around him in the video suspected what he was doing. They weren't buying it. They started chanting, fed, fed, fed. Another point, Epps said, quote, tomorrow I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, he wasn't, and no one has ever explained why not. Someone in the crowd responds, so let's not say it. We need to go. And uh, he pointed people to the Capitol and saying we need to go into the Capitol, but uh, we understand prosecutors are recommending just six months uh, despite that activism, whereas others who were found inside the Capitol, here's one with an 18-year sentence. Something's fishy there, isn't it? Daily Caller reporting a man who authorities arrested at the Capitol for carrying a machete and a knife was an illegal immigrant from Venezuela that federal border authorities previously released from custody, ICE said on Tuesday. Capitol Police nabbed Jose Leonardo Marquis after uh, noticing a machete under his clothes. They took him into custody on December 27th. The had previously apprehended him on August 21st of 2022, released him from custody due to a lack of detention capacity enrolling him in the tracking program known as Alternatives to Detention. Well, how did that one work out? The Daily Caller telling us state capitals around the country evacuated on Wednesday over a series of threats. Officials working in the state capitals of Kentucky, Mississippi, Georgia, Connecticut, Michigan, and Montana evacuated from their buildings or went into lockdowns after receiving bomb threats. The Hill reported authorities have not immediately found explosives or other uh, devices at any of the respective locations. Uh, Threats were first received by secretaries of state across the United States in a mass email sent Wednesday morning, according to The Hill. Not clear who sent the emails or how the threats were connected. Interesting story here from Forbes uh, on the technology front. Elon Musk SpaceX has launched its first set of Starlink satellites to provide cell phone service anywhere in the world, the company announced Wednesday, a milestone that the billionaire warned can't compete with terrestrial networks but will help plug cellular dead zones and boost global mobile connectivity. Six of the 21 Starlink satellites launched on Tuesday are capable of connecting directly to cell phones, SpaceX said. They are the firm's first-ever direct-to-cell satellites and are designed to function as a cell phone tower in space, according to Starlink's website. SpaceX said the satellites will be first used to test its direct-to-cell service in the United States, where the company has partnered with T-Mobile. From the Salem News Channel, questions lingered Tuesday after a 35-year-old suspect plowed an SUV full of gasoline canisters into a crowd in upstate New York on New Year's Eve. Police in Rochester said no link to terrorism has been found. They've not identified a motive, they say, could could have prompted the suspect, Michael Avery, to carry out the attack and kill two people and injured nine uh, early on Monday, said the Rochester Police Chief David Smith at the briefing. Avery also died overnight, police said. Conversations with his family suggested that he might have been undiagnosed. He might have been undiagnosed mental health issues, Smith said. From Axios, a 7.6 magnitude earthquake hit western Japan on Monday. Overall, death toll of uh, some 92 triggering fire, power outages, demolishing buildings. If uh, you want to do something uh, here that would be interesting, friends, we were told, you know, in Matthew chapter 24 talks about uh, earthquakes in divers places. Friends, you would be surprised to just look up earthquakes in 2024 to see the vast number of them that have occurred already in this brand new year of 2024. From the Epic Times, Moscow has fired the weapons uh, on a region, a critical area for both occupying and defending forces. Russia now using North Korean ballistic missiles in its war against Ukraine. That's according to the White House. Moscow recently acquired the missiles, began to strike targets in Ukraine and uh, in late February. John Kirby said that, the, the White House National Security Council spokesman. 
So we got North Korea engaging in uh, along with Russia in that regard. The Epic Times uh, has an interesting story here. Uh, Taiwan's voters heading to the polls in less than two weeks to elect a new government for the next four years. The free and fair elections overshadowed by China's influence campaigns trying to swing the election favors uh, results rather in its favor. January 13th, some 19.5 million Taiwanese voters expected to elect a new president and members of the 113-seat national legislature. Three of the biggest parties in Taiwan, there's a really democratic uh, progressive party, DPT, uh, DPP, that is, the main opposition party, KMT, and the Taiwanese People's Party, TPP, a uh, relatively new party, and... Um, the Chinese Communist Party, which intends to take over Taiwan through peaceful means or war, has long viewed the DPP with hostility. The Communist Party uh, and the regime favors the KMT candidates. Will they be able to trust the vote coming forth there as well? From FoxNews.com, the University of Montana taking heat from Republican lawmakers in the state after defending a program that allows groups tied to the the Communist Chinese Party to host and pay for student trips to China. UMT is offering a controversial study abroad in China referred to as the CUSEF, CUSEF, Cultural Exchange, that has raised nationally security concerns from state lawmakers who say the groups that fund the trips are an organ of the CCP's approach to influence operations. The program is teaming up with two CCP-tied groups for upcoming summer trips, the China-United States Exchange Foundation, which is influencing operationals, uh, operation described by lawmakers as a form designed to advance CCP objectives. Isn't that in- uh, interesting? And uh, so we've got Republican lawmakers in Montana crying crying foul over this. However, the University of Montana standing by the decision here to participate in the program. The Daily Caller is reporting that uh, Missouri is banning individuals and groups tied to China from purchasing agricultural land near military installations. Governor there, Mike Parson, signed an executive order Tuesday that prohibits any entity tied to the CCP from buying up land within 10 miles of any critical military facilities. With heightened concerns regarding ownership of Missouri farmland by foreign adversaries, especially China, we are signing this order to safeguard our military and intelligence assets, prevent security threats to our state, and keep Missourians greater peace of mind. Parsons said in a statement on Tuesday, he said when it comes to China and other foreign adversaries, we must make common-sense precautions that protect Missourians and our security resources. Uh, MSN is reporting New York City Councilman is circulating a letter urging the State Board of Elections to disqualify former President Trump from New York's 2024 primary and general election ballots because he says his attacks in the wake of the 2020 election allegedly violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Well, friends, we're going to take a quick break. I've got uh, several more stories I'd like to share with you. We'll also be opening up some phone lines today here on Crosstalk for you to comment on these or other current event stories. I wish we could be totally 100% comprehensive. Time does not allow for that to happen, but we'll give you opportunity to weigh in on these or other issues uh, that you see as being important right now as well. So back in a minute, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. There is a movement to propel humanity toward an advanced level of existence. Those seeking to change the culture of society are on a rapid trajectory, aggressively touting the extremely powerful capabilities of AI, artificial intelligence, and transhumanism. The ultimate goal of the elite is to obtain immortality and become gods. In the book, Artificial Intelligence, Transhumanism, and the De-Evolution of Democracy, Pastor and Bible prophecy speaker Dr. Richard Smith unfolds his extensive research and documents revealing information unveiling the agenda of those pursuing this technology for evil. You'll also see how these technological advancements fit hand in glove with biblical prophecy and one known as Antichrist. 
The book, Artificial Intelligence, available for a donation of $18. Call 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America, and a news roundup day here today. Thank you for tuning in for the broadcast. Uh, We have uh, some more stories here we'd like to get out to you. Western Journal reporting a Maine state representative seeking to impeach Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellows after she decided that former President Donald Trump should be removed from the ballot in her state. On Thursday, a Democrat announced that in response to petitions filed to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot, uh, she, uh, she being a Democrat, announced that. The ruling was suspended in anticipation of an appeal. And uh, now we have uh, individual uh, State Representative John Andrews announcing on Facebook, uh, saying, I wish to impeach Secretary Bellows on the grounds that she is barring an American citizen and 45th president of the United States who is convicted of no crime or impeachment their right to appear on a main Republican primary ballot. One American News Network is saying that uh, Donald Trump's legal team has filed an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the Colorado Supreme Court ruling that removed him from the ballot. His, uh, they are also issued a final stating that the 14th Amendment Insurrection Clause was not valid in this situation, urged the justices to return the right to vote for their candidate of choice to the voters. And uh, from LifeSiteNews.com, former President Trump vowed that when back in the Oval Office, he will immediately end the war on Christians. The promise came in an Iowa rally leading up to the state's Republican caucus in January, noting the persecution and weaponization of the Biden administration against Christians. Trump denounced the mobilization of FBI SWAT teams against pro-lifers, denounced the targeting of conservative parents at school board meetings who didn't want fifth, uh, the filth taught to their children, Uh, referring to pornographic sex ed material and also LGBT propaganda within the school curriculum. Western Journal reports former President Trump has agreed to sit down for a town hall with Fox News that's going to be airing opposite the Republican presidential primary debate next week on CNN. Uh, Fox uh, hosts will co-moderate a discussion on January 10th, 9 p.m. Eastern from Des Moines, Iowa, only days before the Iowa caucus. That's the same time as a CNN debate. To date, only Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley have qualified for the debate on CNN, which will be moderated by the networks Dana Bash and and, uh, Jake Tapper. Uh, Participants had to meet a 10% polling threshold to qualify. Vivek Ramaswamy, in fourth place with 4.2%, blasted CNN for excluding him, announced he would be holding his own event in Des Moines on January the 10th. Not the Bee is reporting that January 6th is fast, fast approaching. That's tomorrow, folks. And Joe Biden is planning a speech that they will call half of the country white supremacist. Biden will speak at Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, right where founding fathers and first Republican, I'm sorry, the first president, George Washington, commanded his troops during the revolution. Yes, he's making a speech condemning the insurrection. At a place called Valley Forge, the place where Washington steeled his men for the winter and determined to finally overthrow the government. And uh, and not the beast says no better location for such a speech. NBC News saying that Joe Biden gained the presidential endorsement of the uh, National Association of Letter Carriers, uh, um, a union that boasts nearly 300,000 active. I believe uh, that's an older story that got thrown in here, but... Uh, uh, that was uh, actually for uh, previous uh, endorsement. Okay, let's go on to just the news. The House Oversight Committee announced Friday it will move next week to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for refusing to submit to an interview under subpoena in his father's impeachment inquiry. So very interesting that coming up next week. Uh, the Daily Caller reporting the Republican majority in the House of Representatives will decline to just two seats after the departure of Republican Representative Bill Johnson of Ohio, whose resignation was announced on Tuesday of this week. House Republicans' four-seat majority declined by two members over the month of December, following the expulsion of George Santos and then the resignation of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, That will bring the number of Republicans in the chamber to 219, just one member more than the 218 seats in a full House that a party needs for a majority. Very interesting. We understand some special elections will be filling some of those seats. 
But uh, that uh, majority has decreased by two. Townhall.com, a transgender biological male convicted of murdering two men, serving a 50-year sentence in a women's prison, according to a report from Redux. The prisoner, Stephen Buchanan, who goes by Susan Monica, dismembered the bodies of his victims and led them to pigs, uh, fed them rather to pigs on a 20-acre farm that he owned in Oregon. And uh, reportedly, the State Department of Corrections has Buchanan listed as a female and with his chosen name, but the listing shows that he is incarcerated at Coffee Creek Correctional Facility, a women's prison. Uh, in an interview with the New York Post, the prisoner's former foster mother said that he was a psychopath using transgenderism as a ploy to get near women and uh, convicted of murder but being housed in a women's prison, reports say. The Daily Caller tells us the state of California's program providing taxpayer-funded health care to illegal immigrants will cover sex change surgeries and hormones, according to the Daily Caller News Foundation, the program known as Medi-Cal. Daily Caller also reporting Utah giving taxpayer-funded health insurance to illegal immigrant children. According to a law that went into effect on January 1st, roughly 6,500 illegal immigrant children in Utah will qualify for care under the program. And uh, also from the FoxNews.com, 12 New Hampshire State House Democrats voted with Republicans to pass a bill banning sex change surgeries for children. The bill, originally designed to ban all transgender medical procedures on minors, was amended to only focus on barring sex change surgeries for kids. New Hampshire Democrat Representative Jonah Wheeler, one of 12 members on this party to vote for the bill, gave a floor speech on Tuesday, rather yesterday, citing the irreversible surgeries as being the heart of the issues. And the National Pulse, well, it tells us that a court in Ontario, Canada, has ruled that the slang term groomers, groomers used to describe individuals targeting young people or minors for exploitation and especially sexual activity, is not protected speech when used against drag performers who seek audiences of kids. You cannot use the term groomers. Friends, we've got a person who identified as being a drag queen as as using the term himself. We are grooming the next generation, he said. The court claimed there was no public interest served by the term as it was allegedly used to insinuate pedophilic behavior when there was no such evidence. Oh, my. Let's go back and let's uh, check out the news stories in that regard. And the Daily Caller telling us sporting associations have tightened rules regarding transgender athletes competing in women's sports in 2023. Drawing complaints now from LGBT activists. The issue of men's competing in women's sports has received considerable scrutiny amid instances uh, like uh, Laurel Hubbard, a biological male competing against women in the weightlifting events during the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. The University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas' participation in the 2022 NCAA championships where the biological male won the 500-yard women's final and placed highly in other events. The international governing bodies for cricket, fishing, and track and Track and field barred biological males from competing in women's events in 2023. That's following similar decisions by the International Governing Board for Competitive Swimming in 2022. And the Washington Stands reporting now this week or recently of a biological boy stealing first ever girls division college scholarship. It's happening. And from the Daily Mail, U.S. boxing, USA boxing to allow transgender women to compete against female boxers. So transgender woman is a biological male identifying as a female to compete against female boxers under certain conditions from 2024 after introducing a new policy, their new transgender policy. Well, friends, we'd like to open our phone lines here today on Crosstalk to give you opportunity to weigh in on these or other current event stories. Our number here, 800-733-9829. Do you sense something amok in our nation and around the world? Do you sense all this that's going on today where man is continuously doing that which is evil? Where we are seeing that a people's hearts that are just turned away from God? Oh, it's happening, friends. We're seeing it. And these stories are evidence of that. And certainly it behooves us to, to uh, be a witness and to stay strong and true to the tenets of God's Word. Our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. By the way, uh, coming from the New Republic, uh, the Republican Party 
Uh, Their headline says Republican Party quickly collapsing in Michigan. Michigan State Republican Party falling into complete disarray as the Michigan GOP State Committee tries to remove its party chair who claims that such a move is unlawful. The committee has scheduled a special meeting tomorrow to vote on whether to remove Chair Christina Caramo, but uh, she argued Tuesday that the meeting has not been lawfully scheduled, threatened not to abide by the result of the vote. She has served less than one year of her two-year term, and uh, she is a Trump supporter. She ran unsuccessfully for Secretary of State. A few months later, she was elected as the Republican Party's chairperson. Her short tenure has been plagued with problems, they report. Her fellow party members have accused her of a lack of transparency in organization, autocratic rule, and even interference with county party business. Well, we will see what uh, is uh, going on here, but uh, that vote taking place in Michigan and uh, many believe that Michigan needs to wake up as to what is taking place in the state. We're going to the phone lines here today on Crosstalk, uh, 800-733-9829. We begin with uh, Millie in Iowa. Hi, Millie, you're on the air. Uh, hey, I just wanted to say, I used to live in Oregon and all that crazy things that were going on there. It's just absolutely insane. I just wanted to say that you guys are my favorite radio station, that when I listen to you, I just agree with everything you say about them. It's just totally horrible the way that they are letting all these people just go on and destroy people's careers with the women's boxing and all. It's yeah. so terrible. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's we, we need to stand up and say we object. And uh, thank you, Millie, for your call here today. Mm-hmm. Let's go next to Helen in Rapid City, South Dakota. Helen, you're on the air. Good afternoon. What a pleasure you still listen to this program. That's the first time uh, I listened to it. Yeah. Helen, let me have you speak right into your phone there. We're kind of losing you there. Okay. Is it a pleasure to Are you on a speakerphone? Yes, I am. Okay. That's kind of cutting out. Can you take it off speakerphone so we can hear you better? Okay. I'll take it off. Uh, okay. Let's try it. Now it doesn't want to go off. Are you still having trouble? Okay. That is better. So if you're right. Is it better now? Yes. Go ahead, Helen. Is it better now? It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, this is the first time I he- I've heard your program. I listen to the radio a lot, and I agree with you a thousand percent. Hmm. Um, I don't know what this world is coming to, but it scares me to death. And I'm I'm a mere 81 years old, but I'm very, very educated. Hmm. Um, I'm a retired teacher, and I'm getting ready to work on my um, doctorate in um, military psychology. But I, I feel like I, I'm not doing anything. The only thing I can do is pray. But it's just... It, it's just so frustrating, and it scares me to death. Well, you know, the, the sto- all I do, I just pray that the Lord hears us because we really need help. We really do. Indeed. And either one of the people that are running for president, I don't really care about them. Mm-hmm. I do like Chris Christie, and I do like Liz Cheney. I mean, she she gave away her job to come forward to impeach Trump, and I give her a lot of credit. But um, thank you so much for your program, and I'll be I'll be listening again tomorrow. Great. Thank you, Helen, for your call. And Crosstalk does here Monday through Friday at the same time. But uh, keep in mind, sometimes we have that attitude, all I can do is pray. Friends, you know what it says in the, in the epistle of James? It tells us that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And uh, let's be faithful in our prayer efforts. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back to more of your phone calls here on Crosstalk. By the way, we've got a couple open lines. Our number, 800 733 9829. That's 800 733 9829. Back in one minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is Worldview Report. Dot com. Matthew 25, Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. Now don't confuse Matthew 25 with Revelation 20, the great white throne judgment. That's where he judges the dead. This is Matthew 25, where he's judging the Gentile nations that have come out of the tribulation. He's separating the sheep from the goats. And he commends those sheep who ministered to his brethren. I was in prison and you visited me. I was sick, right? And you cared for me. I was thirsty. You gave me water. Remember that? Well, that passage is used to promote social justice. It's not about social justice. He said, you'd ministered to my brethren. 
in the Greek strong, we find out that the brethren is the Jews. You know how hard it is today to stand up for the Jewish people since October 7th with the rise of anti-Semitism? We've not seen anything compared to what's going to happen during the tribulation. Jesus isn't saying you're saved because you help the Jews. You help the Jews because you're saved. This is Crosstalk on VCY America, taking your phone calls today in our News Roundup Friday. Let's get right to the lines. Mark and Monroe, you're on the air. Yeah, um, I think uh, Biden's insistence uh, to push uh, for J6 is, uh, you know, as being a threat to America's democracy and uh, for him to attempt to throw uh, MAGA under the bus. I mean, I, I consider this as nothing more than a, a deep state attempt on uh, Biden's part due to his uh, dismal, what I consider, rigged presidency, and that the deep state is using this for no, no other reason to uh, stage civil war between U.S. patriots and globalists. We're seeing so much division, are we not? And and uh, it's happening on so many fronts. And and the rhetoric is just heating up across this nation here. And and uh, you know, if we can cause division and keep people angry against one another, it it is it's going to you know stir people to do things that that otherwise they would not do. And and uh, you know, we are seeing the certainly riots and uprisings that are taking place. And and uh, the shutdowns of legislatures and and traffic, you know, traffic ways, et cetera, uh, we're we're really pretty much in a mess here, Mark. Well, well, the thing is, is they they got the the mainstream media so much in their corner, and when you know why why not just call it propaganda because that's that's exactly mm-hmm. what it is, yeah. and I think they have uh, so upstaged. Uh, um, the mindset of America in general. I, I just think they're dominating. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. We got George next. Hi, George. You're on the air. Yes, thank you for taking my call. If uh, Mr. Biden's name isn't on the primary ballot, if we write his name in, will it be counted because we are the voters? Um, if if Mr. Biden's name is not on the ballot? Uh, or Mr. Trump. Okay, whosever name is on the ballot. Uh, you know, every state has their own election laws. Some would require that there uh, one is an official recognized write-in candidate. You would want to maybe check with your secretary of state in that regard. But uh, uh, the, the U.S. Supreme Court really, really needs to take this uh, this matter up and get it settled because uh, it, it's, it's going to go like uh, really grease lightning across this country. Uh, if Colorado is allowed to stand, you're going to find every state, somebody challenging uh, a name being on the ballot. I'm right, Ned. Thank you for the call. Marie in Albuquerque, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. I'm always happy to listen to all the latest news updates because we get nowhere else. But a couple of things that I guess infuriate me is the transgender situation and I always wonder, why are they going after women's sports? Why don't these women who say they're transgender men, why aren't they competing against the men in boxing or anywhere else? Because they know they'll be obliterated, and they, they just can't do it. So this whole transgender thing, they just go after the weak people. That's all. So anyway, I'm grateful for your updates, and I just keep praying for the Lord's coming soon. Hmm. Amen. Thank you, Marie. Thank you for the call. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) Indeed, the biology of a man's body, a biological male, is far different. And and this is what even doctors have argued. You know, there's a larger lung capacity and and different bone structure and muscle structure and and stature uh, that is often involved. So uh, let's see. uh, Christian in Mauston, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Uh, Hi. I just want to let you know uh, there was a caller right before the break that was using a voice modulator. Her name is Helen. She's using a fake voice to troll your your the radio station. I'm just like giving you a heads up. Okay. Well, um, thank you for your call. Uh, she was using a speakerphone, and that was a problem that was taking place there. Marcy in Duluth, Minnesota, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. I think if uh, people want to know 
why we're in the mess we're in. All I have to do is read the Bible. I am just studying hard through the Old Testament, working on Ezra today. Um, I think God is um, tearing down all of people's idols, which include money, sports, leisure time, um, political candidates, uh, you name it. God is tearing every single one of them down because he has taken the back row seat in most people's lives. And if you want to know how to live your life, then you need to go to the Bible and study it, and God will reveal truths to you every single day. I would like to go back to that woman's comment about how she's 81 years old and studying for thus and such. Liz Cheney, ma'am, was a lesbian. So that's what you want as a leader in your nation? God got rid of Sodom and Gomorrah because of that reason. And unless you know the Scriptures, your life is fruitile, and it is totally off of what God's Word has to say. Marcy, thanks for your thoughts. Vivian in Peebles, uh, Peebles Ohio, you're on the air. Okay, uh, I'm talking about male and female today, as everybody else is. God... Go ahead, Vivian. And we just lost Vivian. Something happened on her phone there. George in uh, Port Charlotte, Florida, you're on the air. Yes, good day. I'm getting a stronger concern that uh, the Democrats or Biden may declare martial law because they're so far behind, and uh, we might just lose our country and not have the election. Okay, that's an interesting thought there, George. And I know that's something that has been surmised virtually every presidential uh, transition that we've seen over the past uh, several times uh, in that regard. Really boils down to friends. Uh, let's let's be praying for this nation. Let's be engaged and and certainly to be salt where we can be salt. If we've lost our savor, we're henceforth good for nothing but to be trodden down under the foot of men. And uh, let's be the light. Let's share the good news of the gospel, that which will change people's hearts. And we need a heart change. We need a heart transplant across this nation. And just hearing these stories today bears that very thing out. Hey, here's a good story. Let me close out with from LifeNews.com. A dream come true recently for staff operating an Iowa Pregnancy Help Center as doors to a mother's home opened and welcomed its first resident. We're officially open, said Peggy Knudsen, founder and director of Cradle of Hope, uh, saying it's just a supernatural thing, a dream to provide housing for pregnant homeless women took root a few years ago when Cradle of Hope began seeing more women who uh, were just living out of their cars but now have opened up this maternity home to help pregnant women. Uh, That's taking your faith and certainly putting that into action, is it not? Well, friends, our time is gone here today on Crosstalk. Yeah, let's keep this nation in prayer and let's be faithful, faithful stewards of what God has entrusted to us. By the way, the Lord's Day is coming. Trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.